Welcome to the 2021 State of Communion Address. This is Willie Needham, Evangelist with All for Jesus Ministries. I'm really excited to uh, share this with you. It's definitely a little bit later in the year than normal whenever I would be uh, publishing this particular podcast. Normally I have it in uh, published by the end of January, but uh, you know things, things have just uh, been very, very different over the past several months, hasn't it? So uh, for those of you who have re- had received the mailing uh, in uh, November of last year, you got a pretty good uh, summary of, of how things went for me. But I'd like to share with you for you know those of you who didn't get the mailing, uh, just to kind of s- summarize how things went last year. Uh, 2020 was my first full year on staff as an evangelist with All for Jesus Ministries, Worldwide, this year has been filled with political turmoil, a global pandemic, an economic shutdown, and civil rest. (sighs) Praise the Lord that although some of my own personal plans were placed on hold, along with everybody else's plans, the gospel still went forth in the Hudson Valley. As we reflect on 2020 and look forward to what God has for all for Jesus Ministries in 2021, we give thanks to God for how he has provided through a tumultuous and uncertain year. God certainly has not distanced himself from his people and the people he is saving. And it has been a privilege to see see people, (laughs) folks, (laughs) to see anybody who uh, has heard the gospel come to know the Lord. I, it was it was really despite the uh, the sheer uncertainty it was very very exciting uh, seeing what was going on. Uh, people are hungry in a in a time of uncertainty. People need answers, even if they're answers that they don't necessarily want to hear. But to move to move along with how 2020 went, I began my season in March. Definitely a lot earlier than uh, normal. Usually, I uh, I'll do just a couple of little uh, little parades and and so on and so forth here and there. But uh, very very much in the beginning of of the month in March last year, I just hit the ground running. And also, this was my first time doing uh, serious evangelism at Duchess Community College. I had um, I had taught a class at a at the Christian Club at Duchess Community College back in January, and then I was able to come back at the beginning of March to debut my new sign. I make sure to uh, look it up to see to see the picture of the new sign. I love it. I think it was fantastic, uh, very very effective. And uh, I also I also did evangelism at the New Paltz uh, SUNY New Paltz College campus, uh, doing evangelism with both campuses at the uh, designated public forum. It was a lot of fun. I very, very much enjoyed it, uh, despite the fact that, you know, there was this giant tidal wave of the global pandemic working its way to our front door. Now, once everything shut down, it was quiet. It was very uncertain. It was very tense. And it was very, very, well, quite honestly, depressing. Um, I didn't despair. I just made the best of it. Uh, one of the things I was actually able to continue doing, which is also a new thing for 2020, was pulpit supply. I'm glad I learned that term um, because at the beginning of 2020, I also began preaching at 
Central Baptist Church of Pauling. Pauling is a wonderful little village here in New York. It's in the southeasternmost corner of Dutchess County, and it's right on the Connecticut state line. Really, really amazing place. Great opportunity for evangelism. And um, so I've been doing, I was doing pulpit supply over the course of the year. And um, I, I knew it was going to be a long time. I knew it was going to be quite the commitment. So instead of just doing little one and done topical messages, I cracked open the book of John and began teaching verse by verse. So I was preaching about twice a month on average over the course of the year. And, um, you know, just between doing my regular evangelism, doing the pulpit supply, and what little college evangelism I could manage, um, I was definitely very, very busy. Uh, even with the shutdown, I was still at least able to do some pulpit supply uh, via Zoom. You know, as much as I was not a fan of Zoom, I'm still not a fan of Zoom, but I am thankful that it is, in fact, an option for a lot of people who still can't meet in person. The virus is real, so we do need to take precautions. So, basically, for half of the month of March and the entire month of April, things were very quiet. Things were very, very um, restless for me. So by the beginning of May, I, I, did, a, I did a Zoom service for Central Baptist uh, for Pulpit Supply, and the message was John chapter 4 with the woman at the well. Now for me, and really most everybody I've heard preach on this, in one way or another, they cannot get through that message without talking about evangelism, because what is Jesus doing with the woman at the well? He's sharing the gospel with her. It's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, and it is a beautiful example of evangelism. So here I am, I'm, I'm preaching on this message, and I'm excited, and I'm restless, and I just, and it's a beautiful day. <laughs> the weather was perfect that day. And I'm driving home, and I, I drive by the walkway over the Hudson, and I see that it is packed face mask to face mask. You know, normally I would say earmuff to earmuff, but it's May, and it's, you know, it's a world of face masks now. So it was packed. The parking lot was full, and there were a ton of people there. So I went home, I grabbed a quick bite to eat, um, and then I just went right back out the door. I set up my sign, I put a mask on, and I kept a good distance off the, the main beaten path, well, the paved path, it's not beaten, and I just stood there. I didn't hand out any gospel tracts or anything. I, was, and I wasn't really sure. I wasn't terribly comfortable with doing such a thing. But I went for it. And that day, I shared the gospel with four people. And oh, life came back in. It was, it was revitalizing. It was refreshing. And um, my spirit was brought back. And, and just full force. I ended up going there probably... A little bit over 30 times between May and November. Now normally I will start about mid-May and go until about Labor Day. Basically Mother's Day to Labor Day is my normal season at the walkway over the Hudson. But this year I moved it right along. I just kept going as long as I possibly could all the way until almost the week of Thanksgiving. It was it was pretty late really, really, really late in the season. And, um, you know, it was very, very, very satisfying. And over the course of my time at the walkway over the Hudson, 
I shared the gospel with over 90 people. And it was, uh, it was quite satisfying to just be able to sit back at the end of the year as I, uh, wound, I, I wound down for the season and just looked back and said, wow, God is amazing. Now, I got to try a couple of new, new places as well. I, uh, not just the walkway over the Hudson, I explored new areas to evangelize, which was a lot of fun. Thanks to all for Jesus. That's the best part about being a part of a team. For those of you who have been following my ministry for some time now, you know that for many, many years, I was doing this stuff by myself. And I was completely fine with it. But having a team and a bunch of people who were from all different areas, it was really fantastic. So I explored new areas to evangelize, one of which is the Wallkill Trail in New Paltz. Uh, it goes right through the, the village, you know, the downtown area, and uh, it's very, very high traffic for uh, you know, pedestrians just walking the trail. And uh, at the same time, it was a pretty good atmosphere for people to just stop and talk. So, you know, really, really great opportunity. And um, I also got to see the Newburgh waterfront. Uh, it was on, on Broadway Street in, uh, in downtown Newburgh. So, you know, that was, uh, that was certainly an eye-opener. Eye uh, definitely not the crowd that I'm used to, to where I couldn't just walk up to anybody, at, uh, and I certainly could not do it alone. So uh, interesting, interesting eye-opening perspective, for sure. Another area that was, uh, you, know, partic you know, particularly noteworthy for me is doing evangelism in Pauling. So as I, uh, as I said, I've, I was doing uh, pulpit supply with Central Baptist Church right here in the village of Pauling. So I figured it was completely appropriate. Uh, what, I mean, honestly, what better opportunity to do evangelism than in a place where you're already preaching in a church? Now, the way that this church is located it's situated right in the center of the village. Maybe not quite the center center, but it's it's in the village. Everything in the village, the main area where everybody walks around, is walking distance to the church. Now, over the years of my, my experience doing evangelism, I will I will share the gospel with somebody and you know they'll be excited and it seems like they're giving their heart to the Lord. And I say, Well, why don't you come to church? Oh yeah, sure, sure, of course, yeah, yeah, I'd love it. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know such and such church, and uh, it's it's in this area. You take this road and you turn at this place, and you do this and you do this and you do this. Oh, okay. And they never show up because you know you lost them at you know the the second step in the directions. But in Pauling, I'm standing in the in the center of Pauling, and all of a sudden I say, okay, you know, you want to come to church? Oh yeah, sure. It's right there. <laughs> Ten thirty this morning. You're obviously out and about. What else do you have to do? Come to church, 1030. When you hear the bell ring, <laughs> you can do it. So it was a really, really wonderful opportunity. So I, I began I began doing evangelism. Just a lot of walking around, uh, just handing out gospel tracts and inviting people to church. And it was just oh, so satisfying. Um, however... There was only one snag to being able to do that. The big snag was the fact that I was only a guest preacher for most of the year. Now, eventually, that changed, but for the most part, for the year, I would generally only do the evangelism on the days where I'm doing pulpit supply, with the exception of a few events that I would do. But, you know, it just made sense where if I'm going to be inviting people to church 
I want to make sure that I'm the one preaching. Um, so that was a little bit of a snag for the most part. However, by the end of the year, they ended up hiring me as pastor, which is wonderful. Uh, before I even finished the book of John, <laughs> still have several chapters even as of right now. It's in the middle of February, and I began in January last year. So you know how it goes um, with the first by verse preaching. But yeah, so now I am officially the pastor of Central Baptist Church in Pauling. So, you know, praise God. Praise God for his provision. Praise God for his abundant blessings and mercy. I'm very, very excited, and I, and I hope you are too. So, you know, so far, you know, I, I've shared the general summary of, of my evangelism efforts, my college campus ministry efforts, as well as my church partnership efforts. Um, part of the other thing that uh, was really, really exciting about last year is once again, being part of a team makes things a lot more interesting. Uh, it, it's 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 discipleship, first of all, you know. So therefore, it's biblical and encouraged. And second of all, it just it's it held it, it holds you accountable to make sure that you're doing things. You know, for instance, if I make if I make a declaration to everybody that I'm going to be at the walkway over the Hudson at three o'clock, if nobody else shows up, I could just cancel and no one would even notice. But if somebody says, okay, yeah, I'll be there, then I need to be there. Or they'll say, okay, yeah, I'll be there at four. All right, so I need to stay at least until five. I can't just, you know, call it a day at 3.30. So having people coming along with you definitely holds you accountable, and, and I'm very thankful for it. But part of my mission in All for Jesus Ministries as an evangelist is to inspire others to begin sharing the gospel boldly and effectively. See, the, the motto for All for Jesus Ministries is fulfilling the Great Commission and igniting a passion in others to do the same. So last year, that's exactly what happened. There were three different people who began sharing the gospel boldly and effectively by the end of the year in one way or another. Uh, one gentleman, it was his first opportunity doing open-air preaching, which was so much fun to watch. Um, you know, myself and uh, Jim Harold and uh, John Williams, not to be confused with the orchestra or the uh, uh, music composer for Star Wars. Um, you know, as as uh, I would, he would be known in the, the Fight Until the Bell Rings podcast, Johnny Jabs. So we all went out to the village of Pauling, along with my, our, our new friend, Caleb, uh, who had just preached his pulpit supply at, at Central Baptist that morning. We all went out and uh, we just, we got on my step stool and we preached in a gazebo in the village and it was fantastic. We, 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 a lot of people heard the gospel and uh, there were even one-on-one -on -one conversations. So it was really, really fantastic. And there were a couple of other people toward the beginning of the year throughout the summer who would come out with me to the walkway on occasion. So it was, it was really great. Just oh, so satisfying. So um, just to just trying to think of anything else that um, <laughs> there's just so much to talk about. I mean, you know, just the, the global pandemic, the civil unrest, the uh, controversial election, uh, you know. But the best part is, is that God has been faithful. 
God has been faithful through all of these things. God has still been God. So that is 2020 in a face mask shaped nutshell. <laughs> so now moving forward to 2021, glad to no longer be saying 2020 except in hindsight. So now, the three different aspects of All for Jesus Ministries is evangelism, college campus ministry, and church partnership. So for the evangelism, which is going to be my big thing, of course, uh, once the weather gets better, you know, right now, like I said, it's the middle of February, um, once the weather warms up a bit, uh, so hopefully March, um, I will be doing regular evangelism in the village of Pauling. So just walking around handing out gospel tracts, and on occasion, doing open-air preaching, you know, whenever uh, whenever the opportunity permits itself. And, uh, you know, that probably would depend on if I can get other people to come along. Now, within the Village of Pauling, there are a couple of different areas that uh, really, really have grabbed my attention. One is the Appalachian Trail. The Appalachian Trail actually goes through kind of the outskirts of the Village of Pauling. And every time I drive by it, particularly on Sundays, um, that little parking area that's the entrance to the trail is packed every time. I mean, it goes all the way down the highway, uh, you know, uh, just on the side of the road. So tons and tons and tons of people are getting on and off at that spot. So I think it would be an exciting opportunity. I haven't had a chance to explore it myself, but I will this year. It's going to happen. I'm going to make a trip over there in one way or another to at least scout it out, see what I can get away with doing. And, um, you know, it might just be handing out tracks. I might even be able to set up my sign. So there's that just for the village of Pauling. There's also, like I said, the, uh, the main downtown village area, the center of the village, uh, where a lot of people walk around. And uh, honestly, just because of the fact that I'm pastor in a church in the village, it would make sense for me to even do door-to-door -door ministry, which is something I never thought I would do. All the more reason why I believe God has called me to be a pastor. So that's my local my local evangelism ministry, which honestly, given everywhere that I've lived over the, the past several years, I've never been able to just walk to an evangelism area. I've usually had to drive 10 or 15 minutes at least to get to a place. So, you know, this is really exciting. <laughs> it's hopefully going to allow me to do an awful lot more. So I do intend to continue going on the walkway at least once a month. And uh, certainly by invitation, you know, if somebody else is going along to the walkway and they want me to come along or, you know, just if there's an opportunity where I know that there's going to be other people. Yeah, it would be excellent. Uh, it's a good it's a good central location for a lot of people uh, because a lot of people I do evangelism with, they live on the other side of the river. So uh, Poughkeepsie, you know, the Mid-Hudson Bridge area, you know, the walkway uh, area is pretty centralized for a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, and there's also anywhere else that I, where I get invited. So if somebody wants to go down to downtown Newburgh again, I'll go. <laughs> but only if I'm invited. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to go to the Wallkill Rail Trail again, I'm more than happy to go down there. You know, if, if um, you know, like I said, if I'm invited, a lot of it's going to be kind of uh, by appointment um, where my, my particular focus is going to be local because God has called me here. That's where I'm going to focus. 
Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to branch out. Uh, you know, being so close to Connecticut, I mean, I'm uh, about 20 minutes to a half an hour away from Danbury, uh, which, you know, is a pretty big, pretty big city. You know, and it seems like it's pretty well populated and a lot of things going on there. All the best stores are over there. So, you know, I'm going to be going over there in one way or another. Um, you know, I'm going to check out some opportunities there over the course of the year. I'll let you know how things go at the end of the year. Now, as far as uh, college campus, <laughs> there's one giant brick wall blocking uh, any kind of effort there. And that is the fact that pretty much all college campuses are closed to the public right now. But that may change. There is a distinct possibility that things are going to change in the future, which would be exciting. Uh, I don't. I, I know I didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode, the the, uh, the podcast for this one, but I did actually spend quite a number of, of uh, evenings over at the Culinary Institute of America's uh, Christian Fellowship Bible Study on Tuesday nights. So I was, uh, you know, nice and busy, nice and busy over there too, and um, you know, I made some very good connections, and uh, I, I'm excited to be able to get back on there. Uh, even if it is just inviting other people to meet off campus, whatever whatever I can I'm allowed to do, um, you know it completely depends on the people who are uh, running the Christian club there to see what we can do. I'd love to be able to continue ministering to them because it is my alma mater. I understand what they're going through. I understand their their mindset really really well. So you know it's it's special. I would definitely love to be able to get back to Dutchess Community College, um, you know, once again, pending, you know, being able to open up again. And same thing with uh, the New Paltz College. You know, that would be completely dependent on if they're able to start allowing people back on in person. Now, there are opportunities. Uh, one thing I did do from time to time last year was um, Zoom Bible studies for the New Paltz uh, All for Jesus Christian Club. You know, I, I I enjoyed it when I could do it and when it went well, and uh, I certainly don't mind doing it in the future. So, you know, I, uh, I'm completely okay with it. Now, lastly, as far as the college campus ministry, I would like to kind of branch out a little bit and see if, if there are colleges in Connecticut. I did actually reach out to uh, Western Connecticut State, which is in Danbury, uh, to see if um, if there is an opportunity to do any kind of campus evangelism. And uh, that would be really, really exciting. But I'm not really sure exactly how how things are going to be over in uh, Connecticut. I know New York is pretty strict. Uh, so Connecticut might be better. It might be worse. I don't know. Hard to say. So really, the, everything with college campus ministry is uh, very much up in the air. It's all very much pending COVID. You know, as much as I hate being at the mercy of a global pandemic, it's just kind of where we are right now. So finally, with the, the third uh, aspect of All for Jesus Ministries is the church partnership. Uh, what is really great about the village of Pauling is that there are a number of churches. You know, for such a small village, I would say, okay, so there's there's my church. I mean, there's six or seven churches just in this little village, which is really, really wonderful. So, you know, with that in mind, um, I very much intend to, you know, soon enough, you know, once once things uh, once things settle down, probably after Easter, I, I'm going to begin to 
uh, you know, begin to start reaching out to the local churches to offer evangelism classes. I'm certainly going to have an evangelism class in my own my own church. Uh, that's going to be in April, as of as of right now. You know, it's sort of penciled in uh, for a Wednesday night midweek Bible study style for uh, the All for Jesus Methods and Motivation Bible study, you know, evangelism class. And uh, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna go from there. So there are there are some other evangelism trainings that we have planned, uh, but there's nothing uh, there's nothing nailed down yet. So you know, just basically stay tuned to uh, the All for Jesus Ministries website. Uh, keep in touch with me, um, and if you have any more questions, for sure, yeah, keep keep uh, keep an eye out for things. So that's the vision for 2021. I think it's going to be a great year. I think there's a lot of wonderful things that we have waiting for us. Uh, God has really been opening up a lot of doors and, um, you know, seeing what doors he's opened up has, um, you know, it really, it really makes, makes for an interesting time. So how can, how can we do this together? So I've shared with you what I, I would like to do, you know, and uh, so, you know, would you like to come along with me? This isn't just a matter of how you can help me, but how can you join me if this is as exciting to you as it is to me. Well, you know, we at the ministry are thankful for all of the 2020 giving. You know, for those of you who have uh, donated in 2020, I'm very, very thankful personally. Um, your gifts enable all of us to buy supplies for outreaches, run seminars, and and pay the staff. You know, I am on staff, so um, that is how I pay the bills. That's how I put gas in the tank, food on the table, and uh, keep the roof over my head. So, uh, in order, in order for me to minister to the community effectively, I do need uh, continued uh, financial support. Uh, in 2020, some of the staff, in general, uh, myself included, um, are making less than 500 a month doing full-time work at All for Jesus Ministries. That's quite the deficit. Uh, <laughs> you know, in case in case you're not good with math and economics, uh, less than 500 a month is hard to uh, is hard to survive. Certainly in uh, New York. So, um, but please help us bridge the, the deficit by considering giving regularly if you aren't already uh, this year. This can be done by mailing checks made out to All for Jesus Ministries to P.O. Box 397 Pine Bush, New York 12566. Or you can make automatic monthly donations through the allforjesusministries.com and setting up through our donate section. Please consider sharing the work of our ministry with your pastor, your Christian friends, uh, family, and your small groups. We love to serve you, and we love to serve your church in helping uh, make Christ known. You know, as as we all know, approximately 190,000 people die every day. Now, where they will end up in eternity must matter to the people of God. It's not just, oh, I guess it should. No, it absolutely has to with that many people dying, and who knows how many more have been added to the daily deaths uh, of, um, you know, based on the coronavirus. Uh, with all of these things, with death being so imminently hanging over everyone's heads, what happens next is equally important of a question on, that should be on people's minds, and that we as Christians not only should be able to answer, but we should be actively answering. And the answer is 
it is appointed for everyone to die once, and after that comes the judgment. Where will your neighbor spend eternity? That is the question every single one of us needs to ask ourselves. I'm doing my part. I'm doing what I can. I'm ministering to the people of Central Baptist Church of Pauling, and I'm ministering to the local village of Pauling with evangelism and preaching the gospel and the Hudson Valley at large. So will you come alongside and join me in this ministry, in this big adventure that God has opened up for us? Just remember, no one is unsavable as long as there is breath in their lungs. They are capable of being transformed by the power of God, which is the gospel. As always, this is Willie Needham, until next year, reminding you to fight until the bell rings.